Hello, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for board game news and reviews. Hold on to your pants, it's time for a special episode. Hey, welcome everyone to One Stop Co-op Shop. We're here with the co-op chat. It's been a little while since we've been able to meet. Yes, it's my fault, mainly. I, I, one of the reasons I went to Colorado, just got back last night, 11.30. We did a big jaunt. We got up at 5.30 in the morning, made it all the way back to Minnesota at 11.30 at night. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Good to be back. I missed you guys. I haven't seen you guys in a long time. So it's but it's always good to be able to chat with you guys in Discord all the time. So it's that's that's one of the beauties of it. If other people should join our Discord chat if you don't know that. We have a great Discord community. We always chat about a lot of fun things. So there yeah, we go. How do you like that, Steve? I plugged it real good, didn't I? You did. You did. <laughs> it's also free. You don't need to be a Patreon sub or anything. You can just join. It's just out there for chat. You can always throw me money if you want. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm <totally> sure. <laughs> You're plugging everything right now. <laughs> but yes, welcome. This is Co-op Chat. This is our weekly, as much as we can make it work at least, weekly cooperative uh, game chat. Where we talk about various topics. And today's topic is going to be the conclusion of what we started a couple weeks ago, which was best of 2022 so far. So far, so far, yeah. I missed the last one though. I missed the last one. That was the which was that? That was the one that you've played, like ones that might be coming out or something that you played or something. Was that last week? Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, that was two weeks ago. We could meet that last week. Oh, it was, two I, weeks I think ago. It was probably two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. that's right. It's two weeks ago. Well, I forgot to talk about Rogue Angels at that time. Oh, wait, I'm sure you guys already did. So. <laughs> we definitely did. We definitely did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun talking about the preview games. So this one we're gonna talk about release games. So what games have we delivered that are new? And some of these are kind of maybe like new to us almost, uh, but they they were delivered in 2022 at least. So yeah, can I throw you a curveball, Steve? Oh great, sure. <laughs> yes, curveball. Oh, why not throw? Uh, I since I missed our we what we played what we what we had played or something. Uh, there is a new one that I just saw that I just put out on one stop, I think a couple weeks ago or maybe even a week ago called Dungeons of Doria. And I thought I'd give my little thoughts on that real quick. Uh, sure. It's a really cool, like, uh, it's like an old school type dungeon crawler, but it has some pretty interesting mechanics that I hadn't seen. One is like, you can like make bigger rooms by flipping. It's, it, it, there's a four by four, like a, basically a tile. They're all tiles of the same. But sometimes you'll flip them over and be like open rooms. And so these rooms kind of expand and can have like multiple monsters at one point. It has uh, this kind of feel like sword and sorcery where as you're drawing out enemies from the deck some of them might have powers built into them which is kind of cool so i think that makes all the the enemies kind of unique it doesn't have a ton of ability cards that you're going to gain over and over and over and over and like all of a sudden realize you have powers that you're never going to use or anything it's just like basically a stat building game so as you get experience you just build your stats up which then allow you to wield more and better gear which is the whole deal and they've got like three stacks of loot cards this big just in the prototype so i'm Interested to see how many there are, but yeah, Burn the Door. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, it comes out on Kickstarter, I think, in August. Uh, I was I was impressed with it. I was actually impressed with it. Um, I, sometimes I get into Kickstarters, I'm not really know what I'm going to get into, but this one I was pretty cool. I really like that. Okay, I guess, did I did I throw a strike or a ball? <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> People love hearing about these these things we're playing. So, um, yeah, so we'll jump into release games and. We have a lot of these in the ranking format, but we're not going to do an actual ranking because there's overlap, and we're just going to pick a game, and we're all going to talk about that one game, and if we happen to have it ranked, we'll say what number it's ranked for each of us. So, I didn't rank my game. That's you don't have to. Oh, yeah. good, yeah. 
How dare you? <laughs> well, there, you might be able to figure out my ranking just from uh, just from the games you see there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Okay, but let's go ahead and start. Um, Barrett, how about you start us off? So you're gonna pick a game you list, and we'll uh, we'll cover it. Well, the first one that came out, I think that is on that list, would have been in February, and that'd be uh, Lockdown by Nemesis. I believe Nemesis Lockdown came out in February of this year. Uh, so that one is the first one I'll talk about. There's not a lot to talk about because I've talked a lot about Nemesis, and I'm sure everybody here has talked a lot about Nemesis. Uh, these guys actually did like a play of Nemesis uh, while I was in Colorado, which persists. <laughs> but I was on vacation, so I couldn't make it. But Nemesis Lockdown is a great game. If you haven't played it, uh, I've done multiple uh, videos on it. Um, you can play it solo, you can play it co-op, you can play it semi-co-op. Uh, I think it shines as semi-co-op co-op. Uh, either way works. Um, I only mostly played a co-op though. I it's hard to find the right group. I feel to do semi-co-op. Um, I've tried it a couple times, but it just fell kind of flat with my groups because they're just not built for that. Sometimes um, we'll see what else. I, they have a lot of different uh, heroes. You have lots of it's cool because you can get different factions, and each you can actually just pick up the factions individually. You don't need to have gone all in uh, when it comes to retail i have noticed that some of my local stores now they're carrying some of the factions for nemesis just the original game so i'm sure they're going to do that for this game as well uh but the lockdown comes with two but you can add in all the stuff from real them regular nemesis which is really awesome so i haven't actually tried that yet uh and of course the cool thing about it, they do have a campaign again so and it is a co-op campaign as opposed to aftermath which is a campaign <laughs> like co -op. i was like really why would i if i didn't know it's semi co-op i might not even have gotten it but basically got it anyway so i haven't i haven't tried it yet but the original nemesis campaign was really cool um if you're interested in seeing the lockdown campaign i did it over on my channel meet me at the table uh, if you don't know, I have a channel as well. Uh, and so it's over there. I did a few videos of it. We uh, And I think we're on mission, four, going into mission four at some point. Uh, so if you want to check it out, please do. But Nemesis Lockdown by Awakened Realms. Woo, February. And and we talked about it recently uh, because Steve and I played Nemesis that yeah. we want to play Lockdown. Uh, so Barrett, you're going to teach us how to play it. <laughs> you bet I will. And I will not get it wrong. <laughs> I'm curious never, though. I'll never get anything wrong, so we're good to go. If you don't mind spoiling for us, uh, between Nemesis and Lockdown, which do you prefer? Great question, Steve. That's a hard one. Um, I think both of them have their place in this world, and in the world of Nemesis. See, see how I like that? Uh -huh, I like that. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. I do like. I like that. Mars has a lot of new mechanics, which I think is always. If if I if you haven't played Nemesis before, I think starting with Nemesis is good. But since you've played a ton of Nemesis, Lockdown brought some new mechanics. That I think are kind of cool that really make the game unique uh, compared to the original Nemesis. Though it oh, still yeah. kept a lot of its core mechanics. But yeah, I like I like Lockdown. Yeah, this one I definitely want to play for sure. I want to compare the two. And I kind of like the different setting of being on a planet as opposed to being in a spaceship. Um, mm -hmm. It sounds sounds really neat. And of course, with the regular Nemesis, like I said, the biggest thing about the regular Nemesis, the, original, the first one, is like it just bleeds themes. There's so much theme right. in that box. <laughs> and I'm and expecting the same experience here, so... <laughs> Okay, Kanji, you want to pick a game to talk about? Yeah, I'll talk about a game that I enjoyed very much. Uh, Zerequia. Zerequia um, is by Dominic, uh, who runs uh, Kaliba Publishing. It's a, He's a self-publisher in the indie dev, and this is his first game that he's creating. Um, it delivered in the EU in 2020, but started delivering... Uh, or, sorry, 2021, but started delivering to... U.S. and uh, Canada 
and, and our side of the pond um, in this year. And this game to me is, it, it has the things that I really love about games. Um, it has exploration effects. It's an open sandbox place, but you have a directive and a mission to do. So it's not walk around aimlessly and figure stuff out. It's you have a job to do, but as you're doing that job, you could do other things. And what's really cool about it is that in most games, dungeon crawls and what you level your character levels up and therefore your character you know gets new powers new things but in Zeroia, your character is already kind of an avatar but it you level up their items so if you have a weapon or a um if you have a weapon or a ritual or an ally that's with you you go through these story saga cards and as you complete the sagas the, the items that you have level up to their next level, or you get a new item to add to your list that you can use. And so the story itself is deep. There's a really deep story in here that kind of unfolds as you either do your saga cards or your personal saga card, or you just stick straight to the story and walk through the story. And it's all uh, dice-based. So as you're rolling dice, you're trying to match to do combat against monsters. You're trying to um, fight the, not take on any taint. You're trying to uh, fight Ugmor or Strabog or just all these different stories that work. And it's, there is a campaign. There are four campaigns in the base box. There's um, Str the Heart of Strabog. There's Ugmor's Mask. There's um, a huge, massive sea monster that you have to fight. And then there's the firstborn that you have to fight. And and those campaigns are four scenarios per campaign that carry over. And after that, if you're like, well, I still want to play, is there replayability? There's a there's a camp there's a mission that is completely replayable and dungeon delves, new extra content. It's just it, there's a lot in the box. And I think that it's 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 an amazing game. I'm confused though. You picked this one, but it's got Lots of dice in it? Yeah. You and Dice County, what's going on? Right? I am at the mercy of dice for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I just got to lean into the skin. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> no, this one looked really cool. It felt like it was very, very expansive. Like, yes. Like, yeah, we... it is. It is. Go ahead. I was just saying, like, when we were talking about this, like, you had to put, like, little markers in the rule book to try to figure out what pages jump to for different things. There's just, like, a lot going in this, right? The rule book. like a college textbook. <laughs> I will say this, and Dominic, please forgive me. I love you to death. I will say the rule book was a mess, okay? <laughs> and But he is aware of it. The new rule book that's coming out with the reprint is supposed to have all the fixes. He's actually... Um, working with um working with some so, like the community to make sure that the rule book comes out the way that it should the rule book has everything you need to play in it it's just like somebody you know took the rules and threw them at the book and wherever landed stick so it, it was very disjointed but i believed in the game the game had such strong enough of vibe to it that i soldiered through it whereas with games like Etherfields, I just stopped playing the game until they fixed the rule book. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, but with this one, the 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 game itself is really solid. If you like games like Hexplore it, you'll like this game. If you like games like uh, anything that has an open sandbox feel, Gloom and Killforth, Mage Knight, 
you uh, you will like this game. Uh, Mage Knight is is more complicated than this game, but it still they it still screams the same vibe. Excellent. And this one you had ranked right in your list. Yes. Yeah. On my list, I ranked this as number three of my best of 2022. Excellent. Okay. Let's keep chugging. I'll hey, what about you out there, man? Come on. Give let's us the non-surprise one first. <laughs> no. No. You saved that. <laughs> you saved that, he says. No, we're saving right, that, yeah. I'll, I'll do one that's probably a bit of a surprise, depending on if you are on a Discord or not. Um, I'm going to jump to this one. Um, so, this game is technically not released in 2022, but my buddy got it in in this not too long ago, a few months ago, because he got the, the full painted version. But this is a uh, Company of Heroes. This one had a bunch like uh, they actually had a bunch of miniatures for this or something. Did I just see something about this one. Um, a bunch of miniatures. You could say that, like a bajillion miniatures. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, it has, it has a bajillion miniatures. Good. That's what I thought. I was like, I thought I saw this somewhere. Yeah, actually, it's currently on Kickstarter right now for the second edition. Um, so they've like rebalanced it, and they've, in my opinion, drastically improved the solo and co-op in that uh, in this one. Um, but this one is a a war game that kind of bridges the divide between a, something more of a board game feel and a war game feel. So like it has a lot of like board game systems and components and things that if you play a lot of board games you're familiar with. But also has the war game of your stats and the different uh, uh, factions and stuff like that that are in the game. It's very, it's actually the, the base of the system is very, very smooth and clean. Uh, this is a very expensive game to get into, so it's going to be a really tough recommend to, for me for that, that reason. But um, I played this once and I instantly loved it. So yeah, I'm back in the second edition for this one. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, so how it works is you, you play teams. So. Uh, we can play like 2v2, 3v3, 1v1, whatever you want to do. And of course, for solo co-op, how it works is it's basically like a box. So if you want to play 1v1, you want to play solo, you, you, the other team would be a bot. Or if you play co-op, it'd be 2v2 with two players versus two bots. Or if you want to, you could do like uh, solo 2v2 where I'm, one, I'm playing with a bot against two other bots. So there's a lot of flexibility. In it. There's a lot of maps, tons of miniatures. And you're upgrading, leveling, basically leveling up your experience and buying all your units and trying to take over victory points in various scenarios and maps. And it's a, yeah, really enjoyed this one. This one was a big surprise for me. And this one was my number four, number four on my list. Okay. Uh, Avis had a question, says, can you play first edition with second edition rules? Yes, you can. There's an upgrade pack for it. And I'm trying to think if there's anything that stands out that would be a problem. I don't think so. I think most of it was rebalancing. Um, the few things that were replaced was the co-op because the co-op mode, it was a generic faction you played against. It was just like an army. But now you can play against the five factions in the game. So now you can be like, hey, I want to play, um, I want to play as the Germans versus the Soviets, for example, right? And so I can play against a Soviet AI as opposed to a generic AI. So that was replaced, and there's just a lot of balancing and tweaks. But I, I think it's all—I don't think there's anything that you would have to toss out necessarily, other than those that solo co-op components because they just improve that. So yeah, good question. Oh. Yeah, Company of Heroes. Um, really like this one. My turn, huh? Sure. Yep. I think the next one that came out. I'm trying to think of release date order. That's what I'm going with here. <laughs> I want to say the next one I think was Eilie and something shiny. I think came out somewhere in this area. We'll do it uh, after lockdown. Um, Eileen Something Shiny made my list. This game 
rocks. This game is super fun. Um, and you are, just to tell you how awesome this game is, this is probably the only one on the list that Mike and I agree on as being amazing. He He's played through this game multiple times and is really a big fan of it. Um, it looks very kid-orientated, but you can make this an adult game or you can yeah. keep it a very family-friendly game uh, when it comes to the challenge of this game, which is really cool. They use two different sides to every mission. Uh, it even has a semi-branching story path where once you get to a certain part in the story, you can go into different directions and gives you a different feel of, uh, as you play through the game. Um, it is a story game is what this is, kind of a storybook game. You're kind of playing out the story of Eileen, which is pretty sweet. I haven't actually gotten all the way through it. I've been playing through it with my kids, and we've been slowly digesting this game. Uh, we're on mission four. There's only five missions, or there's six, something like that. Six missions, five or six missions. But uh, like I said, you could go back and play it again. It came with some really cool stuffed animals, or sorry, plushies. My kid would kill me if I didn't call them that. Uh, so, <laughs> but I, I don't really know what else to say about this game. I'd say... You get, you, it basically is just a storybook. You kind of play through this story. It's ba But the, it's not a book. It's a bunch of cards that kind of come out. And they either come out randomly or they come out in a set pattern that uh, are going to create choices that you have to make for your character and or characters um, as you play through the game. Uh, like I said, we've really enjoyed it. It's it's in on my list, so it must be good. Right? Right? That's my goal. Good games on my list. There we go. I lay something shiny. I don't know what else I have to say about this. I know Steve's played a little bit of this game. Oh, yeah. I was going to jump in. Um, I played the demo of this back in the day. Mm. I haven't played the yeah, release you didn't version. Actually get it, huh? um, I thought the demo was a big surprise. I was expecting, like a like you said, like this is a kid's game. It's not much to it. I mean, to be fair, the rules are stupid simple. Like Actually, mm -hmm. the gameplay, it's like, pick a card. Do I put this in this pile or that pile, right? But, like how they tie the decision space and the story with that simple mechanic, that simple thing you do all the time, it works so well. And it's very enjoyable. It's it's strange how that, how that all came together. So it's a great package. And to your point, Baron, the one you said, like, there's like two modes, like an easy mode and then like a ridiculously hard mode. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so that ridiculously hard mode makes it really fun for adults because you have to play super efficiently to even have a chance at winning. So it is, yes. yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. I I didn't know about this game um, for a very long time, and I think Baron, you were the one that that brought it to my attention and said, "Hey, did you back this game?" And I was like, "I don't know what this is." But when I looked at it, I was like, "This looks kind of cool." Um, I don't know if this is like this might have been a Kickstarter exclusive, so it's probably going to be hard to find. But I've heard nothing but good things about this game. So I, I if I'm able to find a copy, I'd love to play it. Yeah, the rules are really easy, like Steve says. And interesting is each time you go to the next chapter, it does add in extra rules and new things. So it's not one of those things where it's like, here's the rule book. And then like also next thing you know, you got like 45 pages you gotta read. No, it's super like and by by that I don't mean this has 45 pages of rules. It's super simple. Even like every new like chapter just brings like one page of rules to you. So it's kind of it's neat how it continues forward with these, which giving you new elements to play with as well. Anyway, that's it. I got I'm done with that one. Who's next? Oh, and that would be my number. I don't have numbers. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on this one so we can all align. We're all about to align right now, and I'm gonna bring up Stars of Akarios. I haven't played it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stars of Akarios on my list was number two on my list. Um, it is a really it does a mixture of 
So from what I've heard, I haven't played two of the three of the games I'm about to name. So what I've heard, it's a mixture of Seventh Continent, um, Madara, and Gloomhaven. I played Madara. I, I want to forget Madara? I played Madara. But anyway, it's a... I'm it's, on that one, Steve. I'm <laughs> on that one. It's, it's a mix of three. Here's the one with, with Seventh Continent, when there is the planetary exploration side. Yep. You're walking through, rolling dice, doing, trying to get successes to do things. Seventh Continent has that with stars. With Madara, it's the upgradability and the, the way that you can customize your ship, right? Um, you One person isn't a tank. Everyone is pretty much kind of, They have a set beginner stat, but as you upgrade your engine, as you upgrade your weapons, as you upgrade your tech, as you get co-pilots, you can build your ship any way you want. And there is a massive deck of these upgrades so that there is a lot of variability in building it up. And it's like Gloomhaven because there are the typical missions that you have, but there's the modifier deck that what Gloomhaven, it's the exact same modifier deck, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so you have the modifier deck on your attacks. What makes it different and what makes it cool is the space combat to me. How you face, how, how where you're facing means everything. Turning, moving to a specific thing, getting behind your target, getting next to your target, just how the AI works in terms of how they have a target, a command line that they follow through to do the attacks that they want to do. All of it is so unique. All backed by, and, I, and I'll only talk about the prologue, all backed by a really great story in the prologue that ha that hits the ground running, kicks it off, gets things really, you know, gets... It's a really great story to build you into this game so that you can see what's going to happen and the outcome of it. Um, I think this game is... I think this is a great first showing from Oom Games. I've said that multiple times. Is that I, I think... I believe this is their first game um, that they've released. Maybe yes. I'm wrong. Yes, and that's true. And yeah, and Brandon and his crew released a fantastic game with this. It has me super excited for what's to come from this company like Mythwind that they're coming around, uh, Stone Saga that they're that they're going to be coming out with next. I'm excited for all of it because this is just fabulous. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I... Go ahead, Darren. That's it. Yep. Oh, you got another <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have anything else to say. Fantastic. Yeah, this one was my number five as well. I really like this one. Um, it's quite fun. I think this one is going to climb on my list of enjoyment the more I get into it, because right now we're kind of at the end of the prologue, so I have so much more to play, so much more to see of it. But <laughs> I want to say that the the space combat has been the highlight of the everything else in the game. Like, the the world exploration is cool. It's done well. It's fun. But I like the space combat better than, yeah, than everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, I do find the AI is a little weird sometimes in its decision tree and how it works. So there's that, but it's really hard to make a good AI with a tactical space, you know, combat like, like that, right? Even with like, uh, if you played X-Wing with their AI, it's really hard to do a good AI in those types of systems. But this one works. It works. I don't really have any major issues with it other than it just has some weird, weird things going on with that. The, like I said, customizability of the ship, the story is actually... It's, Pretty good, actually, for written. Like, okay, this is good, going somewhere. Right? There's some interesting tidbits in it. And I'm having a blast playing with my son. And my son is seven. And the fact that he's able to pick up on it and, like, correct me on rules when I make rules mistakes um, is is great that the game has a really good 
presence and understandability or learnability that it has what's worked well for him. It's a lot of fun. I played the first two missions, maybe three missions, and I think Colin's stopping by this week to continue playing. So uh, nice. we are probably going to be hitting a planet pretty soon to really kind of dig into this game. We, Of course, I've been out for like two weeks pretty much, so I haven't had a chance to dig into this game really as much as everybody else has when it's come to Star Vicarios. But yeah, this game's pretty good. This is on my list of games I like in 2022. Absolutely. Only good games. Remember, that's my <laughs> list. <laughs> Thanks, Avis. All right, Steve. Dad, you cheated. Your wife taught him well. Right. Calls me out. Calls me out. Doesn't let me cheat. What do you got, Steve? Actually, what's you? Uh, my quick comment. I made a math error, and he called me out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my my second graders call me out of my math. This is this is really embarrassing. Hey, 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 hey. He get, it's good that he calls you out on it where he's like, hey, dad, you got that wrong. It could be like some, uh, so, you know, someone who is who is a rules lawyer who's like, you suck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's like, oh, my God, I'm just playing the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to talk about kind of a, a prototype thing. I'm going to talk about Sword and Sorcery Ancient Chronicles. And this was on the list because... The rest of it was delivered this year. I know. I think Baron, you got the early delivery, or maybe Colin. Um, you guys, have you yeah, I got this one like way in twenty twenty one. Yeah, but I just got the extra stuff just within the, this year for sure. Right, right. Yeah, I got extra stuff, and I just did a stream with our campaign yeah. characters doing the arena battle. So the cool thing is, you take your your dungeon crawl characters, pull pull them off the uh, of the the storyline, put them in this arena with like pits and traps and spikes and all this flame stuff going around, spinning blades, and have just a massive battle with a bunch of guys and do like three waves of them and try to try to see if you can survive the gladiatorial combat and get some awesome loot at the end. Um, so that was really cool to see how that worked. Uh, but yeah, this one, I'm a big fan of Sword and Sorcery. I think it's a great game, and this one added a lot to it. It is, it is a game with just everything in it. Like, it's a heavy game with all the rules. Like, there's just a lot of things going on. A lot of like familiars, crafting, fishing's in it. For example, you go fishing at points in the game. Um, like this whole arena combat, you can pull things out, um, leveling up trees, AI stuff like that. So it just become it's becoming more and more. Um, but yeah, this one I was I enjoyed it. Uh, it was actually I enjoyed it quite a bit compared to some other stuff we played. This one actually ranked uh, number three for me so far this year. Cool. Yep. I know nothing of sword and sorcery. I like it. It's, it's uh, definitely my top. Definitely top ten. Might even be top five dungeon crawlers. Um, if you like, it, it is like Steve said, pretty rules thick. There's a lot of tokens, a lot of iconography. Um, what? It's just like any other dungeon crawler, though. If you're playing multiple, 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 multiple missions and keep on going, the iconography and the rules and everything they just start sticking. I mean, when I yeah. when you first start a dungeon crawler, it's usually slow going for the first mission or two, but then once you start hitting the getting to the third, fourth mission. You're like, oh, okay, the guy got stunned. You put stun token on. You know exactly where it is. You know exactly what it's doing. It's not, it, it doesn't bog down every single mission. So it's just like very similar to other dungeon crawlers in that aspect. I will say that this one and another dungeon crawler, Madara, they excel at their um, enemy AI. I think those two games have excellent, yeah. excellent, like top notch enemy AI for dungeon crawlers. Uh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Cool. That's a weight cool. of a four point two. Damn. Yeah, it's not a, it's not an easy game to get into, but it's it's worth the, it's worth the effort. It added more tokens and stuff, but also I think it got better overall. Yeah, yeah. Oh. This is the 
Except for the Venoms. The Venoms are the worst creation ever that they sadly put in the first two missions. They are absolutely the worst mechanic I've ever seen in a dungeon crawler. But besides I that, I need come to talk on, about Steve, that they're terrible. They're terrible. <laughs> I need to talk about oh, that one. I, was monster. Really... I can't even hit it. All I got to do is just use an action to get rid of it. Oh, I can't attack it. It jumps on me and it does some damage. <laughs> Super right. I got all these neat powers and this awesome weapon. <laughs> oh, if I kill one of these nests in front of me, I take damage. What? You put exploding things on your first mission? Okay, that first mission was bad. <laughs> but, you know, on the flip side, in Sword and Sorcery, the original one, a lot of people complained about how tough the first mission was. So I think what they're trying to do is scale it back, but not and, not, and try to introduce people to this game a little bit easier. Um, very similar to Gloomhaven. A lot of people said, like, wow, that first mission, I got rocked. I mean, and it was very, very common thing said. And when Gloomhaven first came out, when people didn't understand how Gloomhaven played, they've always seemed to lose the first scenario. So I think Gloom, I think with Sword and Sorcery, the second one, they've heard a lot of that and came back with like not having a ton of like, oh, a lot of luck-based stuff at the beginning, more just like, hey, let's go through the motions of how you get through these, how you do the missions. So I think that's where the thought process was in the Venoms. Of course, I'm not a game designer and I don't know anything about it, but I'm going to tell you, when you give me a monster that I'm not really able to swing at, and it just comes running at me and sticks to me like a facehugger. I mean, first off, that's cool because I like facehuggers. <laughs> in, in, in a game mechanic, you're supposed to like be able to use your weapons and your spells and all that. Come on. Yeah, you certain sources really good. Thought I do. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help today. Not helping the cause, am I, Steve? Do I have it? Yes. Do I have everything sword and sorcery? Yes, I do. Do I enjoy certain sorcery? Yes, I do. That's that. So. Just because I said I except one that one thing, the venom thing. Other than that, I like the city thing going through and like doing all the city stuff and everything. It, it's a good game. I like the game. Okay, Baron is gonna go to his next game after he did that. What's my next game, Steve? What else do I got on that list? <laughs> you can pick whatever you want. That'd be How about great. we do the quacks? Oh, quacks of Quacklenburg. I got this one from Colin. Colin actually said, You gotta get this game, man. You have to play this one. So I wonder if I was played it uh, with uh, Brent and Monica. Wait, and they got the wrong game? Not the Quacks of Quillenberg. It's the Quacks of Quack something? That one's the one. Yep, that's the one. I can't okay. pronounce it. Okay. Um, no, you're good. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, the Quacks. We'll spell it the Quacks. Uh, this one's really cool. This is not a cooperative game. This is a competitive game. So, uh-oh. Uh, my family actually has a really good time playing this one. You're building a potion. Uh, you do not want your potion to explode. If it explodes, you only get either your victory points or you get money to buy more potion ingredients. More potion ingredients, of course, the more in theory you can make a better potion, a bigger potion, and more points. You want points? The game is points, points, points. You need points. Um, so this is this one's a lot of fun though. Um, it's a push your luck bag building game where you're pulling stuff out of a bag. That's really the heart of the game. It's a bag building push your luck system. I uh, you, you get to see how other people are doing, and do I grab another token? Because if you get too many of a certain token, your potion explodes, and then you don't get both your points to buy stuff and your victory points you have to choose and that can kind of set you back quite a bit sometimes um, always have a lot of fun playing this one uh and there's like different and you have different ingredients and depending on you can always uh mix and match different ingredients to make them do different things just because a ingredient does one thing one game you can flip the card and there, i think there's three cards which so there's like six different types of in, the ingredient can do six different things and it, it works really well they can play up to two to four five players two to five players and there's a lot of little expansion you can get for it and I have the full extravaganza for sure. And it's lots of fun. Lots of fun. Recommend this one. It's games. Remember, games that are good. That's my list. <laughs> I've never and played this game. You so guys I have know. not played it. Nope. nope. I've not played, played it. Sorry. 
No, no, that's okay. That's okay. You can you can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened there? <laughs> it's like that's okay. You're terrible people. <laughs> it's also a competitive game, so a lot of us don't have a lot of people that sit around and we're able to play games with every day. So sometimes competitive games are a little bit tougher to get into uh, with some yeah. of the some of the, with. It's a lot easier to drop a solo or a co-op game on a table and just be able to play than try to round up people to be able to play sometimes. Um, I am, like I said, I'm super lucky that Colin lives super close to me, so you, we usually get together about once a week. We usually play co-ops, but, you know, sometimes I think that one, but I think that one, we try them out. Yeah, I think, I think like, games like this where, you know, you, Colin, and and other uh, other creators, like, really love, love this stuff, I, I look forward to playing these games when we all you know if there's ever a time where we can all get together because i want to see the games that y'all love whether it's cooperative or competitive mm-hmm. and just like play those to get a sense of it and be like oh is this game amazing and then from your energy be able to, to to tell that that was a highlight for me when i was able to meet barrent at his table ah that's awesome ah. it's cool again you're gonna do it again i'm gonna do it again <laughs> yes I had to play in Madara because it's like, unsurprisingly, if no one's seen, heard my parent talk about it, this is like number one game ever. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, but it didn't come out in 2022. Otherwise, I, like, okay, so jokes aside, I told them when they originally said we're going to talk about games in 2022, I said, well, I put number one is Madara and number two is Myth. And I said, I always <laughs> right, right. all little bits and pieces of this game every year so I could always talk about it. But that was a lot. I, I didn't like that. Like, yeah. And we ended up talking about it. We ended up talking about it. You won. I think I got the, I picked up the new uh, encounter book, like the huge, giant, thick, 400 and some page book from Madara. And I might have got it this year, so I probably shouldn't be able to talk about it. But I. <laughs> but yeah, that ties, ties you into your comic kanji about uh, playing games that other people love, because I, I loved doing that too. It was fun to with Baron and seeing his his enthusiasm, even more enthusiasm, come out for that game, which is, is that possible? I'm not sure. So, yes. <laughs> Yeah, one day you. I'll get to meet Baron in person. One day. Robin has a good point here. Yeah, yeah. Robin just gave me the green light. That's my wife. She says I'm allowed to go to a co-op con whenever we have it. That's right. You guys need to plan your own gaming vacation weekend. Yep. I'm about it. She said, except she 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 accidentally typed in weekend. She meant to type in week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Okay, Kanji, what you got? Oh, she corrected you. She said weekend. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Robin, you're amazing. <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she is. Yep, the next one on my list is uh, Marvel Dice Throne. So Dice Throne is, so how, how uh, I'd probably say how, Bar- how you feel about Madara is how I feel about Dice Throne in general. I think this wow. game is, it's competitive. But it's so fun! It is like amazingly fun when you play this game against if it's if it's 1v1, it's fun. If it's 2v2, it's fun. If it's free for all, it's fun. No matter how you play it, it is an amazing game put together. I think the characters that are created are are great. They are all different in their own, you know, they all have different unique abilities. They're on, um, you know, they did Marvel, but they did a season one. When season one first came out, I went to my local game store. I, I was new to board gaming. So I went to my local game store and I was like, do you have any other games that are like this? Because I, I, I like this. And then they released season two. I immediately backed that, got everything. I got Dice Throne Adventures. 
I got Marvel Dice Throne. I'm not doing Santa vs. Uh, Krampus only because knock it off. But <laughs> but I think I think the Marvel one was a nice addition. They were getting on the Marvel hype train. Um, I wish there could have been more characters, but whatever. Um, I think what they have now is is still a lot of fun. I they you can use Marvel Dice Throne in the Dice Throne Adventures world and still enjoy it. This game, if if someone said bring a game that you can really quickly teach. Uh, people and it's going to be a blast playing. I will always grab Dice Throne. This Dice Throne is just amazing. I have not played this, so I really want to try it out, especially the Marvel version because I'm a sucker for Marvel. But um, I, your comment about, oh, I wish there were more characters in this game. I feel like that's a true statement for literally every Marvel game out there. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, because I would I would want to... Um, I know, like I said, I know they were capitalizing off the IP, mm-hmm. um, which was which was fine, but I, I, I enjoyed the characters that they created. They're all unique. And just because you said you never played it, next time I'm coming to visit, I'm bringing it all. I'm bringing it all. I almost backed it, but Colin goes, don't back it. I've got it all. So, okay, no problem. So we've played it together. We played the Dice Throne Adventures. Uh, I don't think I've actually, I've never played the competitive version of the game. Uh, but we had a lot of fun with Dice Throne Adventures. Uh, if I remember, these even like it's it even have like a semi campaign or a co-op. Like then there's some type of campaignish type thing going on in these Dice Throne Adventures, which is super cool. If I remember, and it's not like super thick and big and heavy like you're saying. It's really a fun light dice throwing game, which is a lot of which is a lot of fun. I, I had a blast playing, and I would in a heartbeat. It's one of those games where if it's put in front of me and people are like, "Hey, you want to play this?" I'd be like, "Yes, let's do that." <laughs> it's so fun, and the and the characters are just so varied that it goes well. Ryan, yes, I think that the doing a Santa vs. Krampus thing is, and to me, uh, I think they are. It, it's kind of, uh, what are you doing? Because you have a good game. If you want to tighten adventures or create a season three or something else, I'd prefer that over this because it's. I will. If, if this is the only one I'm going to skip, only because I don't see the point of it. Like, I haven't looked at the Kickstarter. It, does the Kickstarter actually include the other stuff so like you can get kind of an all-in from the past pledge or is this strictly this one expansion? Um, I will have to look and see. Oh. I can't remember. I can't remember. Because so when I saw it... one expansion, that's too bad. But it could be like, the, hey, we got to put out something new so we can put a reprint out. You know what I mean? So Which I is fine. That makes sense. It's a little weird like that. Like in order to yeah. do a reprint, you have to add a little bit more to make it like a new type of like Kickstarter or something. Yeah, that 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 would make sense to me if it was just to generate some revenue so they can get the next thing out. But every time uh, Roxley's going to drop a dice throne game, uh, other than this one, I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to back it because it 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 just keeps building on the fun. Uh, this on my list, I believe, was my number five game. All right, Steve, what you got? Okay, I feel like since you brought up a Marvel game, it's time. <laughs> it's time. time. You knew it was coming. <laughs> and that game is Marvel United X Men. Surprisingly, no one because they they put it on their list. I didn't even know this was, but I knew this was on their list. I didn't put it on my list. It should be on your list. It should be on it everyone's not, list. It's, it's on my list as like games that I love to play, but I just didn't put it on the list of games I love to play. <laughs> what? Okay. Because I knew that you were going to put on your games as like you love to play, so I was like, okay. I feel like okay. you're playing a Jedi mind trick on me right now. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so Kanji and I uh, ranked our games. This one was number one for both of us. So yeah, so we are wow. both very, very high on this one. We absolutely love this game. 
I will play it anytime, any day, as long as I'm not working, Kanji. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I message him, just and I don't even have to say, "Hey, do you want to play a game?" I just message Steve, say, "Mu?" Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> so, but you know, this game, um, I've got a ton of content on the channel. If you're not familiar with this, go watch, take a look at this one. But this is just real quick. It's super light rules wise. Um, you're playing as Marvel characters trying to take a big bad guy. Like every other Marvel game out there, honestly. <laughs> so, but what sets this one apart is it is very, very fast to play, and it provides good puzzle because each villain plays very differently, and all the characters have their interesting nuances and cooperation. It is a fantastic game. I cannot say enough positives about this one. Um, go check it out. It is excellent. And I will say though, one, one quick note: um, season two. I'm confident saying it is an improvement over season one. Absolutely. So if you if you're like, oh, I want to get into it, but should I go for the original season one or season two? Definitely go season two. You won't regret it. But if you liked season two and you want more, then definitely go get season one. It it all works together. It's just that season two is improvement. Yeah, yeah. And like for me, this I didn't I I missed both of these kickstarters. I missed I just I don't know what happened, <laughs> but I missed both of these kickstarters. But Steve has been telling me, he's like, hey, just give it a try, give it a try, I'll teach you how to play it. And we got on Tabletop Simulator, and within about five minutes, I think the first villain we fought was the Juggernaut. And within five minutes, I was like, I love this game. I, I like this game a lot. And then next time I posted on One Stop Co-op Shop, I was like, yes, I am all in on this game. Where someone's like, well, play it more than once. I was like, I've already played it 15 times. I love this game. It's amazing. <laughs> And when I came to visit you, we played, because I didn't have any of the X-Men stuff. Yeah. Um, so when I came to visit you, we played the Sentinels. Mm -hmm. um, we played, oh, we played um, we play Sinister Six. No, we didn't play Strife. Oh. We played um, we played Sinister Six, which yeah. made me really love the game even more. Yeah. We played so many other ones of these that I was like, this game is a slam dunk Um I have to say, this is my best so far of 2022. It's yeah. it's amazing. And I'm going to Gen Con to look for the rest of it. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully I'll find it there. Yeah, no, this one's awesome. I am so excited. I was, I'm not going to lie, I was a little disappointed in the Simon announcement. Like, next Kickstarter, like, <gasps> please be season three. No, it's not. <laughs> I was a lot. I was a lot of this point. Even if it wasn't season three, if they were doing a, a DMD or mm -hmm. you know something else other than that, I would have been. I would have been more excited. Yeah. But DMD would be awesome. Yeah. That's a death may die for people. Yeah. Catching that. Yeah. So. Which I played for the first time recently on this channel. So I, that was a great game. Okay, we won't talk. We can talk about this more. I know we can, but. We'll move on. <laughs> Baron, yep. what you got? Baron, what you got? And Bard Song. That's right. Bard Song was good. This one's uh, this one's the controversial one. Uh, there's there are a lot of people out there who weren't happy with this game. There are a lot of people that thought this game was really fun. Um, I'm on the it's a fun game, but a lot of people say, "Well, keep on playing it, man. It's going to get repetitive." There's a way to get rid of the repetitiveness, which is out there um, that I've found. So that doesn't even play a factor anymore. Um, I like this game. Uh, I think it's kind of cool that they have all these neat little characters. I like the the addition of tracks very Madara like. You shuffle it every turn, you put them out, so you never kind of know how it's all going to transpire. The moving around the board is kind of cool. Uh, creating, a, basically, kind of create your dungeon. I think that's a lot of fun. That was, uh, and the characters are all really unique in the way they fight. It's very sword and sorcery like, where you're able to get 
uh, skills and stuff as you go through with experience points. I was excited by the fact that after I was done with the first mission, I was actually powering up some of my characters. So it's not like a slow grind. You are able to like power your guys up. Usually be every uh, every chapter you're going through, you're getting more and more powerful. Uh, so I think that's kind of cool that it's fast experience system as opposed to like, uh, was it uh, Gloomhaven is a very slow experience uh, gaining system. I think it sits on your table long enough. I don't think it stay, overstays its welcome. Uh, it's It's long enough that that and because of these branching paths, which are pretty cool. Like I said, the only drawback to it is sometimes if you're doing the same type of thing, they've like all different types of things, slow crawl, bar, big crawl, like boss battles, time situations, uh, where you have to have, have a certain amount of time to get out of a dungeon and things like this. So I think it's neat they have these different ways of playing it, but if you keep playing the same one quite a bit, I can see the repetitiveness coming. Also finding finding that people say, oh, you fight the same monsters. Well, yes, but sometimes the monsters change because now they're a tr they're the same monster miniature, but the cards make them fight a little bit different. And they have like, this neat little AI deck that is just a simple go down the list type system and whatever, it, it, when it's able to do something, it does it. I think that works pretty quick. The monsters going into D20 system, which I thought I would hate because I did not like it in, oh, what was the game that oh, dropped him on the ground? Um, this guy was in, I forget what it's called. Um, oh, which one? Folklore? No. It's not folklore. No. He was a monster from, uh, where was he from? Uh, it's another D20 system that I really, really did not enjoy because it was, you didn't get enough actions and you would die instantly if you didn't. It, it was, had cube placement for things. Uh, Drunagor. Drunagor. Oh, I was that game had so much potential, but then that one kind of fell flat. Where Bard Song didn't. Bard Song actually held up. I think I don't know what made this one different than that one that made me enjoy this one more, but I do enjoy this one. I think it's it's fun. Um, are there? I, I honestly will say this when uh, I got a message from Kanji saying I'm putting Bard Song on the shelf because I just got it a day before Stars Vicarious or something like. I think it was something very similar to that, and I actually messaged says. That is very warranted. I start your car, I should hit your table before this does. Because I really think that that's a better game. Um, is this game bad? No. Is this game fun? Yes. I mean, it's in my collection. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah, and my thing was, I I had Bard Sung, but I had to let it go only because, oh, and I and I will stress this only because it took forever to get to my house for like. People, mm -hmm. people had gotten their game for months <laughs> and are playing it before it even arrived here. So when it got here, it was pretty late. Stars of Karyos delivered, and now Osworn is soon to start delivering. I will never, I will not get to this game anytime soon. And to be honest, I was like, you know, someone else in the community can get this to their table, play it, love it, give it the love that it deserves because it looks like a really cool game. It's backed by Foreteller, which I, I, I will sing Foreteller praises to the sun. Um, fantastic job, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's more. Um, I I only let it go because I know I won't get to it for a very long time. So he's gonna play with me when he comes to visit. I will. I will. I will. Uh, yeah, Rob, Robin said it right. We could do a board game week, right? That's what she said. <laughs> week, right? Week. Week. <laughs> saying weekend in the chat. Really, I think she's got the autocorrect on. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of chat, there's a fun comment I got to bring up here. So uh, Elaine uh, said, um, okay, I'll say it. After resolve two major issues for me, rules of the universe type of thing. I need more time and more money. <laughs> I like so many of the games right. you're talking about. <laughs> yep. hey, that's, that's the story of our lives, man. Story of our lives. <laughs> I mean, 
funny thing is, we're in the same boat as you, to be honest, because like, mm-hmm. like there are games that Kanji and Barrett are playing that I would absolutely love to play, and I just don't have the time or money to do it. And the same thing for them for me, I'm guessing too. So yeah, <laughs> we can't. Super weekend again. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I think that is that all the games I have, Steve. I think that's all your games. Yeah, but Randy, one you down. I think of Kanji. You've got one more on your list. One more. I got one more. Yeah. Yeah, I got one more too. Kanji, let's rock this thing. We got seven minutes left. All right, my uh, my next one up is Cartographers. Uh, They released a new expansion um, called the Serrated Coast expansion, which is basically three new maps. If you have not played Cartographers, you are missing out. This game is amazingly fun it's quick it is one to you see where it says one to a hundred players it can be one to a thousand players that and it's still a quick game this game is amazing everything so far anything that has come out from thunderworks games that has been in the role player world has been amazingly fun um i did a for (laughs) I, I'm starting to regret suggesting yeah, it. <laughs> I did a, um, I did a for one of my, um, like I think it was my 700 sub celebration or 800 sub. I did a playthrough with the community on Cartographers. It was a 30 minute game, and it was so much fun seeing everybody's different outcomes of their maps seeing how everything laid out it's this is a fantastic game it's great for the family it's great for a massive group a small group it does not matter um i think this is one of the top showings from thunderworks games and i will be playing this again for my 900 substream that's going to be coming up soon um where it's going to i'm going to showcase this and we're going to play it again as a community and have a good time it is great i i just can't uh, i'm sorry this this is just an amazing game I've heard nothing but good things for this game. I have not played yet. And Kanji says we can play it remotely through his live stream. So help me play this game. Go to Kanji's channel and sub so we can get a 900 so we can play this together. (laughs) So there you go. I've crossed 900, so I just need to schedule it so that I can can set up the... uh, When I schedule it, I'll let y'all know. Just come to it. 30 minutes. That's all That's all the time I need from you. Yep. 30 minutes to show you why this game is amazing. The sheets, the printout, are completely free. You can go to Thunderworks Game Sites and build your own sheet and just print it out, bring it to the stream, and I will take care of the rest. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan says, I could unsub and resub. Does that help? <laughs> Move on to the last one we got on the list. What you got? Last one. I absolutely love this game. This wound up being my number two on my list. That is Paint the Roses. Fun. This game is fantastic. It Very is fun. filling a void in my collection that I that I that's that I just had there. I guess once I had I loved. Um, it's a cooperative deduction game. So you're working together to try to put tiles on the board, put clues on it to try to get people to get your card. And it's all set in Alice in Wonderland theme. So the queen's chasing you on the point tracker. You have to keep tra- keep ahead of her while also completing the garden. Um, and there's some modules you can throw in there as well. But the cooperation and just the fun that, com- that comes out of this game, it's awesome. I love it. You play this one uh, with me, yeah. uh, Kanji. 
Yeah, yeah. When I came to visit, uh, you taught me this one. This game's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we had you, you, me, and Kim uh, had a great time playing this. Uh, it was hilarious. It has some really hilarious moments. I, I would highly recommend this. I think this is a fun um, group game. I will say that um, it is better with more people for sure, and it is not solo compatible. There's no way to play the solo. So just FYI, you know, people that comes up every, every once in a while. Barrett, have you played this one? Nope, nope. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched anything on it. I haven't played it. I have been in a. I am in a, uh, a void when it comes to the painting the roses red. I didn't watch any reviews. I have failed you, Steve. No problem. We will have to play it sometime together because it is it is really really fun. Really fun. Bring it yeah. with you next time you come to my table. Sure, definitely. We'll play it. It'll be definitely. good stuff. I'll make Colin come and play it too. <laughs> We do need to schedule kind of like a board game gathering Definitely. of sorts. That that needs to happen at some time this year. Yeah, Ryan. Yep. It's, called, it's called everybody sells their house and moves next to each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, oh, you mean like you you uh, you sell your house, you and Colin, and y'all move to North Carolina? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like you come to Minnesota, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all just all live in Ohio. We're in the middle. <laughs> Right in the middle, lost moved to Ohio. <laughs> We're gonna become Browns fans. We should say Bengal fans or something. Yeah, Ryan has comment here. Says, "Um, that was an awesome time. Talk about painted roses. Even just watching it. Yeah, the cool thing about this one is it's really great for stream because you can actually participate with us because you see the clues on the board, see the options there, and you can guess with everyone else. It's really fun and how it works. So." And Ryan says, Ohio, perfect. <laughs> you can guess where he lives. <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, that is going to end our list for today. There's plenty of things on there for release games. Uh, I'm... Yep, now it looks like I'm getting cartographers. My wife really thinks we should get that game. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for watching. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, and I guess we'll see everyone at the next stop. Bye-bye, everyone. Take care, everybody. It's good to see you all. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another top five list.